is up? What is up, podcast listeners? Welcome into the newly rebranded Tennessee Titans fancast. This podcast is going to be featuring articles and wisdoms of known writers, talkers, movers, and shakers that have more intelligence than me in the realm of the Tennessee Titans. I will just be using their smarts and either debating with them or agreeing with them throughout the season. This is episode five coming at you. Today I'm talking about, I'm talking Titans news, talking Titans schedule, and we're previewing the draft. And I got to give a shout out to, to one of my listeners, Justin. Justin, I'm going to butcher your last name. I'm going to say it's Yankee or Yanka. I, I probably, it, I'm probably butchering it, but Justin, there's a shout out to you, man, for holding me accountable. Messaged me on LinkedIn and said, where's your draft preview? I'm like, I'm working on it. And so here it is, draft preview, schedule, news, all that fun stuff. Guys, as this season's cranking up, you don't want to miss an episode. So get over there to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Hit the subscribe button so that you can stay up to date on on just this fantastic Tennessee Titans 2018 season. Because it's going to be lit. So anyway, I'll be here all season, Thursdays or Wednesday nights, just depending on how quickly I can get it out. Cranking out content for you. There's going to be news. There's going to be post games, pre games, getting some fans on here, talking about some articles I've seen, and even working on getting those who are closer to the Titans organization on here to talk with me about things that are going down. If you happen to have a podcast app that I'm not on, let me know what it is. As always, I'm at NPerket on all social social media. So at N-P-R-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E. Or you can just send me a message if you just want to talk. Let me know what you think based on what you hear today. So, in Titans news, the Tennessee Titans have exercised the fifth-year option for Mariota. Obviously. It'd be a stupid thing not to do that, since he is the franchise quarterback, since he has shown a lot of promise. So they exercised it earlier this week, meaning he's going to be in the, in the market to make $21 million next year, and that'll give the Titans a little bit more time to evaluate and figure out how to get a contract or a, a get him re-signed to the team. Also this week, voluntary minicamp started. It's the first time that the coaches and players get to be on the field together. So this is all news that I'm learning myself. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of nice. That's kind of a good thing to do. Because I had no idea that it was basically they weren't allowed to be on the field together until now. OTAs, which I've heard a lot about also known as organized team activities. So pardon my stupidity when it comes to not knowing that OTA stood for that. I always wondered what they were. I was like, on the assignments? I don't know what it is. Anyway, those begin next month in May. And then the mandatory mini camp is June 12th through the 14th. So just some like highlights of what's going to be coming down the pike things that we get to look forward to, at least during the offseason, chances for us to go and see the team in action. Those will be coming up. That'll be in the news section, all that fun stuff. 
Next up, we got the Titans schedule. On April 19th, the NFL released the schedule. And based on a lot of what analysts are saying, and based on last season, based on before the draft and before preseason has actually begun, the Titans are said to be this to have the second easiest schedule, only second behind the Houston Texans. Now, based on what we've seen this offseason between the Houston Texans gaining some really good players and getting their players back, what we've seen with the Titans gaining new players and good players, what we've seen with Jacksonville just having such a dominant defense, and who knows where the Colts are going to be because they could definitely surprise us. A lot of people are saying that the AFC South is definitely primed to get some awesome games going on. Now, what I'm going to do is is Cameron Wolf came out. Cameron Wolf is with ESPN, and he covers the Tennessee Titans. And I read his article. His, his article is a game-by-game predictions. And it's now, – now, here's the thing. I'm going to hit the – I'm going to put the link in the, in the notes so that way you can go and read his article. I'm going to pontificate. In other words, I'm going to go through his article briefly and – Talk about things that I agree with, things that I think, things that I see in, things that I am like definitely on board with, and things that I am against. Here's the thing. He even says it at the beginning of the article. This is a way too early prediction part. This is just him thinking and seeing things. We don't know what's going to happen in the draft. We don't know what's going to happen in the preseason. We definitely have no idea what's going to happen with the Colts or with Jacksonville. There's no telling what in the world is going to happen with the AFC South, let alone the entire NFL. This is all based on what happened last season. Okay? So don't send him hate. Uh, he is a great follow. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, he's at Cameron Wolf. That's Cameron spelled normally Wolf W O L F E. And he's also on Instagram at Cam Just Do It Fifteen, the number fifteen. So Cam Just Do It Fifteen on Instagram. Anyway, let's go through and we'll talk about these. Week one. The Tennessee Titans are at Miami, and he's got them listed as a win. I can kind of see that. I kind of agree with him on that. I, I do agree with him on that. And we got a really nice beginning part. Week two is versus Houston at home. He puts in the win because that is when Deshaun Watson is still kind of getting back from his injury. And again, the last time the Titans saw Deshaun Watson, he dropped five touchdowns and like, I think it was over 500 yards on the Tennessee Titans. That was pre-injury and... Who knows what kind of form he's going to be in. Week three, the Titans are traveling down to Jacksonville. Now, Cameron put that it's a loss. Now, here's the reason why I disagree. First off, last year, when Jacksonville was known as quote-unquote Saxonville, okay, the Tennessee Titans went down into Jacksonville and beat them. I don't see anything changing here. The Jacksonville Jaguars didn't necessarily improve. They've got a great defense, don't get me wrong, but they didn't necessarily improve. Actually, if anything, their offense got worse. 
their offense losing Allen Robinson and re-signing Blake Bortles, who last year was okay, better than he had been before. But this year, who knows? He may just revert back to typical Blake Bortles. So I've got an issue with that, that that, that Cameron is sitting there saying that we're going to lose down in Jacksonville. I think we go down there. I think we spank Jacksonville's butt. So I disagree there. Week four is going to be a very interesting one because, 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 because we get the Super Bowl defending champion Philadelphia Eagles in Nashville. First off, those are going to be expensive tickets. And so I will be in the luxury of my air-conditioned house watching the game or an air-conditioned Buffalo Wild Wings. Hint, hint, wink, wink, Buffalo Wild Wings. If you guys want to support the show, just let me know. I'm all about it. Anyway, he chalks it up to a loss. I tend to agree, even though I love my Titans. And again, don't don't send me hate mail. Don't at me, okay? It's going to be very difficult to go up against Carson Wentz and that Philadelphia Eagle team. The Philadelphia Eagles, if anything, have gotten better in the offseason. They won the Super Bowl, and they're working on getting better. The other thing is, is Carson Wentz is going to be back. Now, we may get blessed. We may get lucky. In that Wentz may actually still be a little rocky, which would be useful for us. Which means we could maybe eke out a win, but I'm not saying we're going to because it's the Super Bowl defending champions. And they're good. Week 5, we're going to Buffalo. And it's a great time to go to Buffalo because it'll still be kind of warm. And we should come out with a win. Week 6, Baltimore comes to town. We should get out a win there. Then week seven is a crazy week where the Tennessee Titans travel over to London to face the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Wolf said that they're going to lose, or he chalks it up to the Titans losing there. And the main reason that he had said is that because when they went to the West Coast, when they had traveled far, the Titans didn't do so well. I'm also saying... We also had a really crappy coaching staff. We had a really rough coaching staff that that had way too way too much predictability in its offensive plan, way too much predictability in what they were going to do and how they were going to use Marcus Mariota. So naturally, it was bad. I think that the Titans go over to London and I think that they end up coming home with a win. I just disagree a little. I can't really truthfully say that the Titans are definitely going to win because I don't know. I haven't I haven't done enough research to know if the LA Chargers are actually going to be any good. Week eight, by week, obviously coming back from London, needing that rest, needing to get ramped up, about smack dab in the middle of the season, perfect time to have some rest. And then week nine, traveling to Dallas, Monday night football. Prime time because the NFL has finally decided that, you know what? The Tennessee Titans are coming up. So we're going to give them some prime time spotlight. Okay. Now, granted, Thursday night football was also prime time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thursday night football was also prime time last year when we went up against the Steelers, which was just a bad, bad showing. But it's not quite prime time like Monday night football prime time. And Wolf has this coming out with a win just because of all the dysfunction in Dallas, and I agree. 
which leads us into week 10 at home against the AFC defending champions, New England Patriots. And it's a loss. And I concur. Although it could turn into, it's it's an afternoon game, but it could turn into a primetime game or a later in the afternoon game. Mainly because of the fact that the Tennessee Titans have become the New England Patriots of the South. We have John Robinson. We have Mike Grable. We have Logan Ryan. We have Malcolm Butler. And we have Deion Lewis. And so, and, and not to mention, I mean, Dean Pease, who, when he, before he was with Baltimore, was with New England. So we have all of these New England ties. And, and if New England, or if Tennessee is able to actually beat Jacksonville and beat Los Angeles, along with all of the other wins that Wolf said, we could be looking at a 7-1 team going against New England who will probably have a really good record at that point. Okay, So it would be natural to, with all of the ties that the Titans have and with New England, and having a decent schedule and having a decent record, we could see that they go into primetime. But I just, I think that the New England Patriots will come out with a win. I'd love to see the Tennessee Titans beat them. We've got to see what's going to happen next year. We've just got to see. Obviously, all of these, we just got to see. Week 11 at Indianapolis is a win. Because we don't know what Luck is going to do. We don't know where he's going to be. I'm curious to see how this division does as it goes along next season or this season to see what happens. Week 12 at Houston, Monday Night Football primetime. Wolf has us with a loss, the Tennessee Titans with a loss. And I don't know. The only way I see that the Tennessee Titans can go down to Houston, come out with a win, is if they are dominating just beyond all measure. However, Houston and also maybe Watson is still struggling or hasn't quite gotten back to his former self. I could definitely see Houston getting to that point where Tennessee can come into town and beat them. I'm okay with that. However, I'm also okay if there's a loss there. Like, I can understand that. I'm not going to be that upset. Week 13 versus the New York Jets. The New York Jets come to Nashville. And we win. Now, this could be a Baker Mayfield rookie season starting, you know, all that stuff. Like, if he's the one who the New York Jets get, who knows what the Jets are going to do? It, they are just, they, they've become, I would say they've become the Cleveland Browns of the AFC, but the Cleveland Browns already own the Cleveland Browns of the AFC. So, the New York Jets have really got to get things going. Last year started off really interesting, and then it just tapered off. Week 14 versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville comes to Nashville, and it's a win. I agree, obviously. You know, just not a big fan of Jacksonville. Week 15, the Tennessee Titans travel to New York, to the Meadowlands, to face the Giants. So we get both New York teams within a couple weeks of each other. And Wolf has his losing. Now, here's the reason why Wolf has his losing. Possibly because it's going to be cold. Okay, valid point. But it'll also be cold in Tennessee. Maybe just not as cold. The other thing, too, is Eli Manning is going to be back with his array 
of weaponry. Sterling Sharp, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, is Brandon Marshall there? Somebody else there? And just, just good players all around. Plus, not to mention, whoever the Giants decide to pick up this season <clears throat> or this draft, it could be Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, who looked dominant in his collegiate career, looked dominant at the Combine. So, yeah, I mean, it could be a loss, but I think that we can go into New York and beat them. I don't think that they're going to be quite the same team that they were two years ago. Then Washington, for Week 16, travels to Nashville. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Chances are we're just going to beat Alex Smith. Alex Smith may taper off again like he does at the end of every year. And then we have Week 17 with Indianapolis coming. And it's going to be a win. Here's the great thing about it. And here's, here's something else. Cameron Wolf has the Tennessee Titans going 10-6. and six, Possibly division champs with that. Now, Nick's picks... <laughs> Has us going 11 and 5 because I think that we're going to sweep the Jags or at least have one of the other losses that I disagreed with, either the Giants or the Chargers. Okay. Now, Austin Stanley and Zach Bingham over on A to Z Sports, if you get the chance, follow them at A to Z Sports, all spelled out. They're live at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Periscope and Facebook. They do it every day, Monday through Friday. The thing that Zach said that I really agree with is that the last five games are the best we can hope for going into the postseason. At least that's what it looks like. Again, this is pre-draft, preseason, post-last season. And we have four of the five at home. And it's enough to gain momentum leading into the postseason. So this is an exciting time to be a Titans fan. It just with everything going on and the fact that if those teams are the way that we're expecting them to be, which doesn't always happen, but if some of them are the way that we expect them to be, and maybe some of them are even worse than we're expecting them to be, then that means that the Tennessee Titans have the opportunity to go back to the postseason for a second year in a row possibly get a division championship that they haven't had since 2008 and an opportunity to march into the Super Bowl because we have a really nice schedule and we could have the momentum leading into the postseason. So let's go Titans, tighten up, okay? Now we're getting into the draft. So now the draft is tomorrow or today. Or it's today and yesterday, if you're listening to this on Friday, or just this weekend. Well, either way, I'm recording on Tuesday. I have to edit it tomorrow on Wednesday. And so whenever you happen to be listening is when the draft is happening. You know, it could be in the past, in the future, right now. Who knows? I thank you for listening. The draft is on April 26th. And in preview of that, what I've done is I've gone and I've read and, and listened to Jim Wyatt talking about the draft. Get over there, follow Jim Wyatt at J Wyatt Sports on Instagram and Twitter. So that's at J W Y A T T Sports on Instagram and Twitter. 
And I'm going to link this article in the notes where Jim is talking about John Robinson, the GM, trading picks. In 2016, he says that we had 10 draft picks. In 2017, 2016 is when John Robinson came on. He had 10 draft picks in that draft. 2017, he had nine. This year, he only has six. Now, Jim, in the video that's attached to this article, asked John Robinson about the six draft picks, if he's okay with them. And one of the things that you don't see is when Jim asks this question, John, J-Rob, shakes his head, and you hear the reporters laughing, and you hear John say, I love my picks, Jim. Then, later on, Jim, Jim's second question, a little bit harder to hear, is basically asking, you know, are there certain spots in the draft where you can get a feel, like you could get someone or, or, or get something for your 25th pick? So listen here. Are you okay with six picks uh, in this draft? Would you like to accumulate more along the way? Or <laughs> I love my draft picks, Jim. Yeah, we can, we can do that. Are there certain spots in the draft where you'll have a feel this is where I can maybe get some? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. There, I mean, there may be a scenario that that comes up uh, Thursday night, and and we bail on on twenty five. You know, Gordon, it's the value of the player that's staring at you on the board versus the value um, of the picks that you can get. Um, can you can you get that player that you're considering at twenty five four picks later? Or are you going to miss out on him? And is would you rather have another? I don't know, second, third round pick. Um, that's stuff that we'll have to evaluate. I'm working through some of that now, just preliminarily, um, what that would take uh, for us to um, to kind of dance around the board there late. Preliminarily. That's a crazy word. Like, I, that's the first time I think I've heard anybody say that, but makes sense. So here J-Rob is basically saying that, <clears throat> will they be able to wait on a guy that they want, you know, for a few few more picks and move back in the draft collect more draft picks, either like in the second or the third. But then this next clip is him talking about how they might be willing to trade up in the draft and the scenario that would happen for them to be able to do that. Listen here. Would you, John, you, you initiate more calls, or you field more calls? Oh, when, when we're when we're on the clock, it'll be fielding uh, calls. Uh, up until then, it'll be it'll be more initiating uh, the calls. If you know, if there's a if there's a player on the board um, that that we really like, um, and and we don't think he he will make it to us, um, and we don't have to. We don't like Jim said. We only have six picks. We don't want to give up too much draft currency to to, to move up if we don't have to. Um, but that team may be staring at. You know, maybe their player's gone that they were going to take and they're willing to mortgage it for, you know, next to nothing. So, However, if I know J-Rob, not that I do, I highly doubt that he's willing to trade up, even though he was talking about some team missing out on a guy that they wanted and so they may want to move back in the draft. And so they're willing to trade with us for us to be able to move forward you know, move up in the draft to get somebody we want and we wouldn't have to give up as much stock or as many draft picks or as many things that that would normally be expected. So what happens if we stay at 25? 
Who is the possible pickup? Some of the fans that I saw on Reddit talking about Harold Landry, uh, the F Florida State's defensive end slash outside linebacker, or Malik Jefferson. And many analysts are saying that Rashawn Evans, a linebacker out of Alabama, or Landry. I've seen, is it Leighton? Leighton? Leighton Vander Esch, linebacker for Boise State. Sam Hubbard, defensive end out of Ohio State. Ronnie Harrison, safety from Alabama. Josh Sweat, offensive linebacker. Or, uh, uh, Josh Sweat, outside linebacker from FSU, from, or from Florida State. The only thing about Josh Sweat, the linebacker from Florida State, and Vander Esch, are they both have medical issues? So it's kind of kind of a crazy thing there. I've even seen a couple analysts, including Mel Carper Jr., say that we should go after a tight end. Am I mistaken? Like, do we not have a pro bowler in Delaney Walker, who, yes, has played 12 seasons and could retire soon, but we also have... Supernaw and Smith both have shown sparks of something. And as they continue to develop, I could see them getting better. So I don't understand why they're saying we need to go for a tight end at number 25. That doesn't make sense to me. Maybe later on. Sure. At 25. Not really. Anyway, I was looking at a conversation between Mike Mayock, the NFL mock drafter and Jim Wyatt about, the Titans about what they might do. And Mike brought up that there's Brian Arakpo and Derek Morgan, both linebackers, both in contract years, both older. Of course, they're probably both younger than me, but that's fine. Then we've got Kevin Dodd, who hasn't panned out. Definitely not for a second round pick. And that he thinks that Landry is high, but also Rashawn Evans is up there. Maybe Vanderish if medical isn't an issue. Otherwise, if all of those guys are gone, he says that Ronnie Harrison could be he could be somebody that he sees go. Or it could just be all tossed into the wind and who knows what's going to happen. Who knows what, what kinds of things are going to happen. Either way, I think the consensus is that the Titans are just going to have to get somebody on the front lines of the defense, so to speak. Last year, if you remember, the middle of the field and the edge rush were by far our worst and most frustrating pieces when it came to the defense. We had great secondary or decent secondary, but if you had a short pass over the middle, it was done. Todd Gurley torched us for... 200 yards of receiving? Like 300 yards total? He was killing us because we didn't have an edge rush and we didn't have good linebacking. We need a line we need linebackers who can rush but who can also cover a route. You either do one or the other but we I think it would be great to have both. Or maybe just our scheme wasn't right. I think that for the first couple of rounds, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on defense. 
Then I could see possibly some offense, you know, some offensive line, some wide receivers or a wide receiver, a backup quarterback. I could see those happening later on in the draft, you know, four, five, six rounds. I know that the Titans are going to go for something. (laughs) I guess that's should go without saying. Whether the Titans are at 25 or if they trade out of it, I think J-Rob wants to trade out of it to get more picks. Whether or not, I think our very first pick is going to be a defensive player regardless. Possibly even our first two picks. So anyway, that's it for this episode. Tune in next week. I'll have a breakdown of the draft and the guys we took. Make sure you subscribe over there on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your delicious podcast so you won't miss the next episode. You don't want to miss it at all, okay? I'm going to do some study, mainly of like an eye test because I'm not very good at analyzing football, at least not yet. So I'm going to do the eye test on the guys that we end up drafting. I'm excited about it. I'm pumped about it. I can't wait to do it, to see it. I'm so I'm ready to go. Anyway, if you want to be on the show and talk football, send me a message on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Again, I'm at NPRQUETT, N-P-R-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E. I'm looking forward to next week when we can get some more into the nitty gritty. Again, thanks as always for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Send me messages on the social medias. And I want you to be blessed.